0: the pragmatic doulas this is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things birth may be a goddess but she doesn't want to be worshipped she wants to be respected she doesn't want incense she wants common sense hello good morning This is the Pragmatic Duelist Podcast. And we are missing an important member of our team today. We are. Miss Suzanne. Miss Suzanne is not with us today. Empty chair. Um,
1: She wasn't feeling super hot, so she is going to get herself checked out and figure out what's making her feel poorly. And uh, we'll take it from there. So today it's
0: just me and Stephanie. Yeehaw! We can pull up our big girl panties and talk about doula trainings. Yes. But before we do that, how was your New Year's? I slept on the couch last night. Like last night. Yes, so my yeah, body do hurts. Yeah, you look That's a little for, broken. I, I feel a little broken. I, as a 47-year-old woman sleeping on the couch, is not a great idea. No. Everything kind of hurts. Your
1: <laughs> spine looks fused, actually. You're sort of like...
0: Walking a little peculiar. Turning my whole body to answer questions from people. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what's happening. My New Year's Eve, I was at a birth, though. Yeah. It was absolutely lovely. You didn't get the first New Year's baby of the year. We did not, but uh, we did pull off a baby well before midnight. So I did manage to just get home and get some, uh, you know, New Year's Eve style fried food into my body, nice. and welcome the new year with my husband. And then we fell asleep promptly. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Right. What'd you do? Um, so we just did what we usually do, actually. So this year we, uh, for my daughter's birthday, who's sitting over
0: there? Hi, baby.
1: Um. Because kids are still off school. Um, for my daughter's birthday last year, she created a Jeopardy game <laughs> based on herself. So I thought it would be really cool to do something like that with the rest of us for New Year's. So I sat down and created a, a Jeopardy game for myself. Um, and Will did one for him. And uh, Thomas squeaked in a last <laughs> half, half a game for himself. Um but it's it's clear that <laughs> we don't know each other at all. Um my surprisingly will did the best on me. Um but for for him I didn't know anything. Like I feel terrible that I <laughs> I know my children so little. It was very embarrassing, but god we laughed. We laughed. Um so that was so that was fun. Ate a bunch of snack food, and I love how like everyone's like January first. Oh, we're gonna I'm gonna eat healthy and no, no January first got yeah. You got to eat those <laughs> leftovers. No, start your good eating like Monday, the
0: sixth. Is that what the day is? The sixth, or when it, when the junk food runs out, don't waste it. Don't toss. Oh it, God, no, it. no, no. I got a table not. full of chocolate calling my names. Oh, I
1: know. I know I only have a little bit of chocolate left, so I'm very happy about that. But yesterday's dinner food throughout the, was like spring rolls and oh. baked brie, <laughs> as it should be crackers. Thomas thankfully ate the last of the party mix. <sighs> Never leaving the toilet, I've gained so much weight this season. But... Have
0: you stepped on the scale? I've, oh, of I of course I did. I I I'm,
1: I'm I hate myself. Of course <laughs> I stepped on the scale. I have. Large, large self-esteem issues, so of course I stepped on the scale. Um, Do you have any resolutions? Well, I made Wait. I made my vision board. Oh, you did? Well, it's not finished because it's boring as fuck, but um, on there is, like, more healthy eating, water. Um, Water's a good one. Uh, organization, plans for um, sort of my work moving forward, moving. Um, Got to put some stuff on there about... Uh, the podcast, things like that. So I don't make New Year's resolutions. In fact, I was... My kids bought me a witch calendar mm-hmm. because I always have a calendar at the front door, so this one is based on witchcraft. All right. Um And we just lost all the Christians in the past <laughs> who were our, <laughs> our previous followers. Anyways, um so they talked about... Uh, this month talks about... Um, January is really about planting seeds in the first, like, this is the darkest part of the year. This is the planting of the seeds to incubate the plans for moving forward. And I thought it was really interesting that a lot of people sort of do resolutions. I'm going to cut carbs. I'm going to, you know, stop smoking. I'm going to stop doing this. But it makes a lot of sense in that nature doesn't work in a vacuum. If you take something out, you have to put right something in. in. So it's a matter of sort of not removing the bad things, but reorganizing things so that there's a better flow, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and it said to, you know, have your intentions. And then for the the nights leading up to the first full moon, I know how, this, how bad this sounds... Um, but leading up to that is to keep those intentions in your head. Snuggle down with a warm blanket, so feed the intentions. Yes, not what you're getting rid of, but yes. move towards what you want. Feed what you're you're
0: moving forward, and
1: to do that with like warmth and snug and comfort and all of that stuff, which you're supposed to do for the for the days leading up to the first full moon, which I yeah. think is later this week, actually. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I like that.
0: Yeah. And goodness knows you have nice warm blankets here on your sofa.
1: I do. I bought, uh, God, I bought Will uh, um, one of those weighted blankets. Oh, really? Fuckery, that thing weighs a ton. It does. And I I didn't get him the heaviest one. I think I got him the middle heavy one. He likes it. Um, So I'm quite happy about that. But we were, I laid down on the couch and he sort of threw it on me. (laughs) my god like only take the air out of you so and I'm then, throwing a toddler at you right? <laughs> and then you you lay down and it's like oh it really is like calming yeah like almost instantly it was kind of crazy I thought what kind of bullshit is this but all right let's give it a it's try it's like
0: swaddling a baby yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was kind of like a hug it was crazy so do you have any
0: sort of moving forward
1: course now that I've told you you can't get rid of something without replacing it with something
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will but we were supposed to do our our, our, our vision, boards, vision boards on yes. New Year's Eve but I was at a birth right so yes. we have to reset our family time to do our vision boards together and until right. then it's just letter coast yeah letter coast exactly cool so does anybody else do vision boards I did a vision
1: board once um, at a Kappa conference. We're talking about trainings, and Kappa was who I trained with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did vision boards, and I'm like, this was the first time I ever did one. I'm like, what kind of dumbass bullshit is this? Like, <laughs> so dumb. So idiotic. Um but, oh my god yeah I put down on one of the things I put down on the vision and I had just I used to train for Kappa so I'll be full full disclosure there now that we're talking we're gonna talk about trainings but um, one of the things was I wanted to travel more and I had only just become a trainer so I really wasn't aware of sort of the scope of what I would be doing as a trainer but I put down like on it in, like some suitcases because I wanted to travel more because this one was in Florida this conference was in Florida, I think. And literally, so I did that in the afternoon. Then literally the next, that night was approached by the training coordinator uh-huh. for labor doula and asked if I could do a training in like Saskatchewan or something. I'm like, <laughs> fuck
0: off. <laughs> yes, but fuck off. <laughs> but I'm like,
1: what do you? Like I just put down that I wanted to do travel, and literally three hours later, I'm yeah. traveling to Saskatchewan. I should have put a palm tree down or something like that.
0: But next time, what the hell? <sighs> oh,
1: I hate travel now, though.
0: To be quite honest, you hate travel for work, or you hate travel.
1: I don't know. I hate spending money
0: for travel. To be a, I guess, is the thing. Um, I want to spend all the money. That I don't have on travel. <laughs> I want, I, that's what I'm, for sure, on my I'm vision I'm terrified ter-
1: of travel now. Oh. That's my problem. I'm ter- I would love to just, like, I know Suzanne's talked about, you know, just, we talked about this when we had our thing. She wants to just go and sit and read a book in front of a pool. and. Uh-huh. Uh, and I would love to do that. However, <laughs> I have seen way too many news stories and whatnot of people getting killed and raped and all of this other stuff in their hotel rooms and whatnot i can't travel alone and i don't have anybody to travel with so eh, not gonna happen for me well then
0: maybe the three of us need
1: maybe we need to do a podcasting in jamaica
0: there you go we'll all travel to negril sit on a beach with our books Mm -hmm. and each day we'll put a podcast in the books oh there you go there we go then it's work we can write it off Mm -hmm. right we can write off those travel expenses even though this whole
1: podcasting thing isn't actually a business yet. Um, no, but it's related to our new work, right? <laughs> true.
0: True. Well, there's a question. What's your intention for the podcast? <sighs>
1: I think I think the reason why it's not on the vision board is because I don't really know not yet. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to sit down with the three of us to sort of talk about what we're going to do moving forward. We've talked about topics. So we have a bunch of topics for the upcoming Year. few months. Yeah. Um, But we'd love to know what you would like to hear from us. What are what topics do you want us to talk about this second season? This is the first episode of the second season.
0: It is. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. We have two seasons, but we are without Suzanne. I know. So it's the first one with the you and I. Then we'll have another first when she's back. That's true. That's true. All right. So maybe we should just get into this. One one more thing. Oh yes. When I was thinking about. Topics and intention for the, for the podcast, because these are just things floating around my head before doing the vision board, is one of the topics was, through our talks and everything and through yeah. our, the boards, I've found there are a lot more single mother doulas than I knew. It, they came out of the woodwork. Yes. So I really feel like making this work as an individual is a huge topic that we can break down and invest some time in researching and really help those persons out there who are a single parent, where this is the the core of their income. Like whether it's doula work or whether it's a a subset of doula work, like placenta encapsulation or consultation or teaching or something like that. But really how to make this a career. So many of those are geared towards someone who's making it a career within a couple and what it takes in Toronto to pay for things in that set. But honestly, that's completely different than... Those of you, like you and Suzanne, who do this solo.
1: Yes. Right? However, I mean, I will be upfront and honest. I've said in the past, people are like, you know, can we make money doing... Can you, can you live on this income?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think you can. However... Um, I think you have to be realistic in that it takes time. Mm -hmm. Like it took a lot for me to get to this point where I can be a single mother. However, I also rely on child support payments. Yeah. So I'm not, yes, I am doing this as a single person, but I also have sort of a a fall down sort of income coming in. Um, It's not a lot to be completely honest, but it, it takes a lot of that pressure off, um, so that I can, you know, support my clients. But I think for me this year, um, cause my kids are getting older and that money's going to go away yep. <laughs> and has already started to go away. I remember when mine <laughs> went away. <Yep. laughs> um, is to, you know, start to find other streams. So that's the thing, finding other streams. Uh, like you say, placenta encapsulation, childbirth ed, things like that. Yep. You, can you be a doula as just a birth doula? I don't think so. I don't think you can live on the income of just being a birth doula because I think for the most part you would have to do so many births a month. A you'd never see your kids and you would be burnt out pretty fucking quickly. I mean I had two births in two weeks. And at the beginning of the year when we started doing this, I had like six births within a three week <laughs> yes, period. <you> did. <laughs> and I literally you were wanted broken. Broken. And I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not a newbie at this. Like, I know how to, you know, move forward with this and and save my energy and all of this stuff. That damn near killed me. I can't imagine doing that and sustaining that Mm -hmm. forever. In fact, right now, I have one client left who's due in a couple of weeks. And then I don't have any more clients actually on my roster at all. And I'm not concerned about that. Because that's not the
0: direction of your intention.
1: That's right. That's not my intentions. I have classes coming up where I want to sort of promote more of, um, and it's on my vision board, um, digital work work and postpartum check-ins. So checking in with uh, families after they've come home for like a three-hour visit to talk about what to expect, talk about uh, breastfeeding and things like that so i actually have one of those coming up next week first
0: day's consultations they're yeah. very important yeah
1: and just because i mean i think people go out into the world you know they leave the hospital with their babies at like you know 24 hours old and you're like good have luck it. good luck <laughs> don't let the door hit your ass on the way out and, and don't... by the way keep that baby alive yeah and don't call us because we don't <laughs> want to hear from you so yeah i think that's I, I think that's that's a, a part that's missing and yes we have public health nurses and whatnot but really in Toronto the public health nurses are for um, uh, the what do you say those at risk parents yes right because really there's not enough no no so they they save them up for those that really are really do need that extra hands-on support so and plus not all of them know oh uh, mm-hmm. oh. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> but not all of us know sort of, not all of them know, I'm going to have to edit this part out. I, <laughs> I, did, my record is skipping.
0: <laughs> you fucked up my brain by saying that. Sorry, I just wrote down an intention I have for Kim, and <sighs> I put it in front of her face, and now I've thrown off her groove. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so
1: the they don't know a lot about breastfeeding. That's what I was going to mm-hmm. say. So uh, postpartum or... Public health nurses do. They do a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's really their main focus. So I think it's not always...
0: No, it's mostly baby wellness. And I know for a lot of the clients who have seen a public health nurse, it often feels almost like a uh, CAS check-in. Yes. It feels more like, are these people capable? Not, how can I assist these people? Yes. And...
1: And in, even though that may not be the actual thing. It's the feeling. It's the feeling that the parent gets. Because I've had a couple of clients say, well, they're not going to come to the house, are they? And, I mean, these are, these are well-established, financially stable, you know, two-parent homes, you know, and whatnot. But there's this belief that they're coming to be judged and have their babies taken away. Because I remember when I had Will... Um, a public health nurse called. This was back when everybody got the call. That's right. right? Um, and I was like, no, you don't have to come. I'm fine. Everything's fine. No, we have formula. It's okay. We're not breastfeeding. Even though I was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. I blatantly lied and said, you know, breastfeeding isn't an issue. We're... Stay out of my house. <laughs> yeah, don't come.
0: Are you sure, dear?
1: No, do not come. We're fine. I did not want them in my house. I was also probably super postpartum mood disorder at that point possibly Um,
0: yes
1: (laughs) but yeah no I did not want them in my house and then I never got calls for the other two I guess I figured I kept one alive she must be doing okay (laughs) she's good she's good (laughs) so
0: sorry spilling salt
1: (laughs) because you know our studio is my kitchen table
0: sorry um I think fell out yeah some salt fillets. I had to throw it over my shoulder. Oh. I got it. Don't worry. Right. It's it's on your couch now, probably. Great.
1: No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Along with all the dog dog hair and mozzarella stick crumbs. Um so yeah, our topic today is trainings. Doula trainings. Twenty minutes in and we're gonna talk about trainings. <laughs> we now. can do that. <laughs> it's our
0: podcast. It's that's right. It's our fucking podcast, man. We'll do whatever we want. So there's a lot of fucking trainings now. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> it is. There's so many of them. Like, if we just talk about straight birth and postpartum trainings. Yeah, right? we're not talking about anything else. No. There is, I mean, a boatload of online options. There's a bo- yep. boatload of in-person. Yep. Um, and honestly, I love so many of them. When I read about them, I'm like, yes. oh, my God. Like, I have this yes. little bit of envy. I'm like, why didn't I fucking think of this? I this know. is amazing. I know, you right? You know? And it's so many things that I had to learn along the the way, like yes. by <laughs> death by fire, right. you know, our initiation by fire. And it's like, oh, my goodness, they're doing a separate module just on that topic. Yes. Like, that's fucking brilliant. Yes. Um, so even though, again, it's in class work or online, it's still, they're touching on a topic that will come up that might blindside a new doula. Yes. And I love that shit. So the, I mean, I think we started back I mean, I did this, I took my
1: training probably 14 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my options were DONA, Kappa. ICEA. Oh, no, they were only childbirth education at the time. Yeah, I think that's right. There was maybe one other one. I can't remember.
0: I can't remember the name yeah. of it. Because it's evolved, it's changed. Yeah, it that one is started as one changed. thing and became something else. I think it's Doula Canada now. I think she bought. Shaughnessy I-C-A. bought. No, no. not I C A. But- she bought what it was before. Yeah, I can't remember
1: what it was. But, but anyways, um, oh, Birthing from Within as well yep. was there. Um, but I only remember because I started doing, I mean, 20 years ago. Uh, or no, 15 years ago um, when I started looking this up after Allie was born. Um, on the internet, yeah. <laughs> doing internet search. Back when it was a... <laughs> dial up. Yep. Um I'm Like, it's so fast. It only took five minutes for the computer to come on. Woohoo! Now if it happened, now if it takes five minutes, you're like, fucking computer garbage. Need a new one. Um, Yeah, so I only really had two options. Um, and, I, and Kappa. Yeah. But now, God, there's so much to choose from. And really, when you look at those doula, I think this is the one question that really pisses me off on those doula <laughs> Do Facebook tell. doors. Is, you know, I'm going to take a doula training. What What training should should I take? Look.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Look. Put the the pad aside. She's ready to talk. Look,
1: you need to do this for yourself. You need to go online. Everybody who is going to tell you a particular training to take has drunk that training's Kool-Aid and is going to tell you how awesome and amazing that they are. Right. Period. So right there, that's biased information. You need to look at, for me personally, I say, I don't say, look, I trained for Kappa, and I never say, go to Kappa. I know, burn me at the stake, I don't care. But I say, because somebody told me this when I was first doing this, when I only had two to choose from. Look at their mission statement. Look at their vision statement. Look at their code of ethics. They're all there. They have them there. And if they don't, that's a red flag. Look at their local support. Yeah. Talk to, actually talk to, talk to an (laughs) individual who does a training, who is in the office, something. Can you even get somebody on the phone? Yes. Or can you even talk to the actual trainer themselves who will be in your area? And talk to them. Do they sound like they're going to be there and support you later on, or are they going to be like, take your money,
0: here's your training, see you later, bye. That's that's a problem. Unless that's what you want. Yeah, unless that's what you want. If you want to just already know exactly what you want to do and you just want to get some letters behind your name, sure, that might be just peachy for you too. But they, by looking at the mission statement and
1: the vision statement and the code of ethics, you get to know who they are and does that speak to you? Mm-hmm. Again, I know that sounds like all witchy and crap like that, but how do you feel when you read this? Do you feel like it's inclusive? Do you feel like it's gonna like they're going to be there for you? Like they're that they're there to support you, so you can support your clients. Does it does it speak to you? Does it
0: have value that you hold value in? Does that make sense? It does because especially if you go with you know if you are you know if you are. Living in Toronto, where you're going to have a diverse yes. clientele, you might not want to be taking the strictly Christian, only use, um, refuse to use proper pronouns <laughs> yeah, kind of training. Yes. Because we are apparently trying to eliminate the word woman, which is ridiculous fucking shit. But, uh, of course not. But uh, you might not want to take that training. No. That might not be in line with your value That's, system. Well, exactly. And you wouldn't want to find out after you've paid well, that's just it. and I, and
1: you see a lot of times, you know, I've taken this training, but now this has happened, and this is what's happening, and, and da, da. you didn't do your research. We look, as a doula, our job, our job is to do the research for our clients and give them the benefits, risks, and alternatives available to them. Uh-huh. If you can't even do the research for yourself, what the hell? So stop asking. What training should I take? Go and look who is training in the next six months in your area and then start digging through the crap. This is not... this Being a dual is not an easy job. So no, stop not. taking shortcuts right from the beginning. I know I'm not going to be popular for saying that, but I've trained enough people to know that those that aren't willing to pick up their shit and do their own research and dig into this like it's going to happen... They're going to fail. So you, if you're not willing to actually even do that amount of work to find out what might be the best training option for you, what kind of a business person are you going to be? Because we've said it on the on this podcast before. A doula is a doula, yes, and we do all the hands- on stuff, and we do all this other stuff, but you are also an entrepreneur. You are a business person owning your own business. This is not just a matter of leaving your house in the middle of the night and holding hands with somebody. This is a matter of actually putting together a business for yourself. And that business is going to start by choosing the right training for you. Sorry, I know how utterly preachy that just sounded. But but that's the answer that you give when someone comes to you. So yeah, that's what what I'm going to say. That's what I that's what you need to do. If you're just gonna be sitting there going, Oh, I just wanted to go do the training you know, and oh da 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 Yeah, alright, go for it. We'll see you in a year working at Shoppers Drug Mart in the cashier line. Okay, mm-hmm. because really you have to this is look, when you went to when you went to college, when you went to university, did you just go, What's the best college? Where should I go? Okay, everybody everybody said to go here, so I'm going to go there. And then you find out, none of these courses are actually what I want to do. You actually (laughs) sat down and looked through the booklets and looked through the pamphlets. You went on campus tours. Mm -hmm. You went to talk to the people who went to that school. You did all that research. So why
0: is being a doula any different? It shouldn't be it shouldn't be it should be especially if this is something you plan on doing for a very long time exactly if and this is going to be your career you got to put in the work got to put in the, the time so let's talk about maybe why don't we talk about traditional who did you train with Dona and then Kappa. and And yes. I didn't, I see a course. Uh, did, he just, did all he just four randomly, of Barbara Harper <laughs> courses. He just randomly did courses. <laughs> I just, yeah, I traveled to fucking like, Holland to go to, like, Barbara Harper is going to Holland. So I asked her, like, can, but can not to. I, well, actually, I didn't even ask her. She invited me and I thought I nearly peed my pants. <laughs> I walked up to her just <laughs> to tell her how much I enjoyed her presentation. And, and she's like, have you ever considered taking this training or this training? And, uh, and I said, well, I mean, those are awesome ideas. I hadn't read into them much. And she's like, well, I'm going to be doing all four in Holland and Belgium um, in a few months. you want to go? And just, like, so casually, I'm like, uh, excuse me, I'm going to pee my pants. And then... <laughs> excuse me, I have to go
1: change my boy's bed. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I might have twiddled a little bit. But, um, yeah. And and it was just out there. And then I called my husband. I said, I'm going in September to Holland with Barbara Harper. He's like, okay. See, oh, Yeah. Not just like... <laughs> Okay. Yes. My, my ex-husband would have been like, but what about the
1: kids? What about this? Plan, plan, plan. I'm like,
0: yeah, no. I wouldn't be going to Belgium. <laughs> it, it worked well. I did it all on points that I'd been just sitting there. So that kind of all worked out well, too. Oh, but that wow. was amazing. That her, her It was four different courses. Uh, two of them were actually delivered or were more directed at midwives. Yes. But it was amazing information to, yeah, to gather. of course. And, of course, just traveling through the Netherlands, where there was fun and... In the backseat of the Maybe that's seat.
1: where I need to go on vacation. It's lovely. A lot of bad things don't happen there.
0: <laughs> or at least like they don't what? make the news. No, they don't make the news actually. There's some calm ass people too. Oh, Just, like, see how calm. What I need. Everything walk, everyone walks slowly. Oh, see that might not work. <laughs> um, so
1: so let's start I was going somewhere with this. Let's start about let's talk about the traditional in-person training established because there's various my established organizations okay yeah so we are going to be mentioning names we're not promoting any of them we're not we're just giving our own opinion so again you need to you need to do your own research and dig down deep and if we say something derogatory about a training organization that you trained with that you love and you think is the best on the planet you can send us emails and whatnot but i'm gonna probably delete them but um or that, if we say something
0: that is not true, yes. So if we, our say, understanding okay, of if we say something
1: that is not true, and, and we and we totally miss based both. on old information, please correct us. Please correct us. That's why correct. We have corrections. We corner. We do have corrections corner, which we didn't do today, but that's okay. We haven't. Nobody's called us out on anything. Um, so who
0: is still doing in person, strictly in person trainings? So the the traditional in person training for birth and postpartum dual work. So
1: again, Kappa Dona. There's pro-doula. There's, in Canada, there's doula Dula Canada, Canada. Though she does go to other countries,
0: I think. She does. Um, but, yeah, but they're still in-person trainings, yes. right? Um, she's on our list? <laughs> We're ball? both on the so, AOD. <laughs> so the
1: Association of Ontario Doulas, um, uh, OntarioDoulas.org, I we are both actually on the board. Yes, we are. Um, and one of the one of my actual portfolio is the looking at the different training organizations and approval of these training organizations. And
0: um, Here we are. Oh did you get it? Because you pulled it up faster Dona, than Dona Mother Wit.
1: Oh, yes. So, she does amazing in-person training. Yes, she does. Very Very holistic.
0: Yes. Uh, Birth Arts International. They do both online and in-person trainings. Right. Pro-Doula. To-Labor. Oh, right. That's the one, I think. Yeah. That was something else before. Also, Doulas Inc., which was formerly the nesting instinct. Right. Doula Training Canada. Pacific Rim College. Okay. We have to save those for a whole other section because...
1: We'll talk about them in a minute because I want to go to that training. Which one? Pacific Rim. Yeah. Oh my god, and it's then, like a it's like a college course, two week something or like a semester college course. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> everything. You, they, could o, you could get
0: oh uh, you could get not Ohip. What's it called? Osap for that shit. It's it fucking
1: a, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like what they go through and what they train and. Oh my god, I just want I want to I'm too old for this. I wish I'd seen them. I wish I'd seen them ages ago. Years ago, but they probably didn't exist years ago. But they're incredible. It's incredible.
0: They're Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, they're in BC. Jesus, Mary and Joseph.
1: But we have I don't know if we have anybody like for Ontario. I don't think we have anybody that's taken that course. But Jesus, man. That's that's a college course. It is a
0: college course. It's an in-person college course. Yeah, that's awesome. Shit, I know. When and what's the pres-
1: website? Pacificrim.ca. It
0: or? is Pacificrimcollege.com.
1: Yeah, They're, I when I because I had to go through all their stuff to approve them as a training organization for Ontario doulas, and when it was when I, all my uh, investigating was done, I was like, what the
0: fuck? Me? <laughs> I want to go there. We need that in Ontario. Yeah. We should well, get a teacher training here.
1: But it's a college course. Like, it's not like, like with Cap and Donut, you have just like random trainers throughout the the place, pro Dula, all of that stuff. You just have random tra- trainers living in a particular area. But with this, it's an actual in-college course.
0: Experience, yep. yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think there's, is it Douglas College? Douglas College, yeah, they have a training. Yeah, they
1: didn't want to be part of the Ontario Doulas Association, so that's why they're not on our list. They met
0: the requirements for it, from what we could tell. From
1: what we could tell, but they didn't want to go through the uh, process of being approved, so that's why they're not part of the Ontario Doulas Association. So these traditional in-person training organizations, um, they're
0: usually like a weekend, two, three days, pretty intensive so what are the modules that, because I believe that when I did the donut training and when I did, so I did two donut trainings, I did one kappa training. Right. And I found that the content and modules were very similar. They're
1: pretty much identical. Yeah. And I think for the most part, a lot of them are, you'll get the odd training outside the traditional ones that are more, they'll have like more of a business side component. They'll have a little bit of holistic stuff, like mother wits like that. They mm-hmm. have, um, theirs is a longer uh, training slightly longer training, um, like twelve weeks or something. Yeah, I don't know, I can't remember. But they do delve into more holistic side and things like that, and that I think it's almost like a full, not full spectrum, but like a all encompassing sort of birth, postpartum wellness, wellness, yeah, yeah. nutrition, yeah. all of those things. Yeah, all of that, which I think is great. Um, her trainings are amazing and she's such a, an amazing spirit.
0: Yes. Her Uh, intention is very clear when she comes to a, to a class. Yes. Um, what were the questions?
1: I was going to try and see what I have listed somewhere, what the actual modules are that are approved. But anyways, um,
0: well, that's not right. Um, (laughs) What are the requirements for those modules so there's a breastfeeding component if we're going yes. backwards yes um, oh here we go here the ta- the training criteria and um, so most of these
1: meet this so talking about scope of practice ethics um talking traditionally about even a small component of what doulas traditionally were mm-hmm. um the role of the doula and postpartum doula interprofessional relations and the doula role. So building those bridges between healthcare providers and um, doulas and family and things like that. I wonder though, from what I've seen sort of in the last few years, I wonder if that's actually being, you know, sort of looked at that sort of building those interpersonal bridges because you see a lot of times and I'm, totally, I'm totally guilty of this, Um, especially lately, Um, really sort of being down on hospital staff um, and and feeling that they're not part, they're part of the problem and not part of the solution.
0: Well, we've certainly seen that with the recent, the way the communications are happening. It's not really action so much as the communications that are leading up to birth. yeah. Um, the lack thereof, or the coercion, condescension that seems to be the tone that is being set, like a very paternalistic relationship. Yes. So maybe we need to
1: focus a little more on that and how, you know, maybe there's something that needs to be done about how to create that, create better Build, bridge building, because um, I'd totally take that. Um, communication, prenatal support, and the doula's role. Comfort measures, obviously. If you're not taking a, a training that's going to talk about right, the actual
0: comfort measures to use within a labor, why? I think that's where the online component s- surprises me, because so much of... Like, we did so much touch work and hands on. And the feedback part of that. So when you're touching somebody else and being able to read their feedback even with nonverbal cues yeah, I I struggle to figure out how. And how you feel about that. Yeah, Like
1: it's not just it's it's not just the you touching somebody else and making them feel better. But how does it make you feel to actually do that? Mm -hmm. That you're causing comfort for that person? Or does touching another individual
0: Freak you. Yeah. So you need to practice that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask a random stranger. Can I?
1: No, don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, emotional support during labor, uh, supporting second stage, challenges and special circumstances. So when things don't go well, mm-hmm. um, maybe, I think maybe that is a component that isn't necessarily, I think uh, maybe the traditional trainings and again, I'm saying maybe because I don't 100% know. I don't train for anybody anymore. Um, but maybe that's a component that needs to be sort of built up because you do hear a lot of questions on Facebook. You know, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. How do I handle it? What do I do? Are we not? We talk about these training organizations talk about birth that where everything goes is planned. But we know birth very rarely goes as planned. (laughs) Um, So maybe we need to talk about that a little bit more in trainings. Um, Supporting cesarean births and VBACs, um, pain management, um, initial breastfeeding support, postpartum recovery, uh, and at least a minimum of business support. And then, of course, there's required reading lists and things like that. yeah. And they have the certification requirements as well. So there's training organizations that don't, that will certify you, but do not require recertification. And who's that? Uh, who is that? CBI doesn't require, they're online though. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't require recertification. Once you're certified, you're certified for life.
0: Does Doula Canada as well?
1: I don't know. I No, I don't think so.
0: Hmm. Am I wrong? I'm not sure. Hmm. Huh.
1: We're just saying, huh, so there's no dead air. <laughs> <laughs> we can always edit anyway. Uh, stop making my job harder. <laughs> um, no, I think they do. Do they not? I'm not sure. I'd like to take Shaughnessy's course, actually.
0: Ooh, sex and birth support. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically. I actually are... don't see anything on here about recertification yeah, maybe.
1: However, for the Ontario Dual Association, and this is again, this is something that will probably be announced a little bit later, but as as this sort of director of that, I when you become uh, we have a registered uh, dual of Ontario, requirement Mm -hmm. um, that you have to be certified in order to become a registered doula. And we'll talk about next week. We're going to talk about with Suzanne, we're going to talk about regulation. So we'll bring that up again. But in that, one of the things I want is to not have to recertify with your training organization, but you do have to recertify with us. So there is a requirement. There's going to be a requirement like recertification, but you don't have to do it with both. If you don't want to, once you become certified, you can transfer straight over to the RDO and that. You can stop recertifying with your training organization Re-certain. if That's you trick. choose to.
0: And just maintain your membership with And just maintain your, your membership
1: with them if That's you right. want. Um, and the reason is I really find recertification, I think it's important. But I find hardening, continuing
0: education is more I, important than I, recertification. Exactly.
1: Because it feels to me like it's really just a money grab. Right? It feels like you're just paying an admin fee. Yeah. Right? But isn't that what my membership is for? Yes. Right? Like, that makes me feel a little bit icky about recertification. I think it's necessary. I think continuing education is necessary. God, you can't just do a training course and then get. yep, I'm good. No. So much changes on
0: a constant basis. But the current fees associated with that are quite high with quite a few of the yeah. companies that require it and it doesn't feel like you're getting something for that do you exact- know what i mean yes exactly um, especially for us here in canada quite often when we've certified with dona or kappa we're trying or, to get somebody on the phone when i'm paying a fee yeah is a pain in my ass
1: So i will say Kappa is actually really good with that they have uh, office admin staff that actually work every day mm-hmm. um and they answer emails and, and your phone calls actually fairly quickly. Um, and if they can't answer it, they find somebody who
0: can. That's so, important. And I think there needs to be an expectation of those uh, things, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, my
1: dog's over there snoring.
0: Um, so that's... So donna Kappa are really kind of like the foundational. Yeah. What a lot of the other ones are built on. Yes. Also with the... Other ones are evolved from. Yes. So a lot of people have taken those trainings and said, well, we really liked these components, but here's what I felt was missing, or here's yeah. what I felt I wanted to tweak to take a different take on it. Yeah. Um, like Mother Wit, you know, adding a nutritional component, yes. adding a holistic component, um, continuing to add components until she had what felt like the right educational yeah. module exactly. to, to share with those going into the birth world. And that's,
1: I mean, that's... Uh, doulas inc is like that too mm-hmm. um there's another one the name i can't remember who's in ontario um that was like that she took a training and then i think she was a doula for maybe a year and then decided that she needed there needed to be more mm-hmm. which i absolutely get um but then so you get this whole idea of a A doula training that is just basically somebody woke up one day and said, I'm going to make a doula training. Mm -hmm. So that's that part kind of, I don't know about that one. I don't know how I feel about that one. At least with Shaughnessy, she took an organization that was already established.
0: She took what she wanted from that and then created she really she brought it into the current days yes she brought yeah. it into the people who are wanting to do this work now not yes. not people who wanted to do this work 15 years ago yes and honestly that that is huge i think that spoke to a lot of people yeah um who didn't feel like the others were a right match for them right right and she does a lot of face-to-face online stuff with people too if they have questions so uh, that's like that she found that balance yes and she's continuing to find that balance yeah But if you woke up one day and decided, yeah, I'm going to put a doula training together.
1: And, you know, six months later, you have a doula training with manuals and all this other stuff. My question is, who are you? Like, what do you bring to the table? Like, I know, and I'm not, I'm just saying. No, this is literally your question. You know, what makes you think that as a doula of, say, you know, 15 years or so, that you... Can do this? What is your training all about? What supports do I get from that? Where? What do I get out of what you are telling me? The other thing is, you get doula trainings that are created by someone who's been a doula for a fucking year.
0: What I? What do you know? Or we've had a couple of doulas who have reached out um, back when you were training to inquire about trainings who were working with existing companies, so doula companies, not doula trainings. Training companies, just doula companies, um, like agencies, and saying that they were going to do a, they wanted to be part of the. So this is when they were inquiring about the AOD, right? Um, wanting to be a member and said, "I'm about to do this training with ABC," and having to tell them, "Well, that's not a recognized body. Well, why? It's like, well, because they are a doula agency. They are not a doula training company. Right. So that's basically a cash grab for you, or it's just them wanting to know that they're there might be. A company who's decided, this is what's missing from the doulas I'm seeing. I want to create a course for them to take yeah. so that I can feel confident they have that information. So they create a mini certification within their own company right. that, that employees have to take. Right. You see that in all sorts of companies. Yes. That they do that. But it but will that's not... not a training. But like That's not necessarily a doula training. It's not a true doula training. It's what that person wants for their company. Yes. Um, and it will not necessarily... I'm glad that these people called to find out yes. about it, it before taking and this it. this is why you need to do your research. Yes, because <laughs> if your goal is to eventually be part of... Um, the Association of Ontario Doula's, or whatever your your Ontario your if there's a your state, BC version, yeah, if there's a state or provincial organization,
1: a professional organization that you want to be a part of, yeah, that you kind of gotta to have to start with the
0: top down and see where that filter get ends up going. That's right. That will help narrow down your goals. Yeah, and it really is less work if you start from the end and see where you want, like, come backwards from where you want to be. Exactly. That is also a great way to do your vision board. Yeah. Where do you want to end your year? Start back, go there, and backwards from there. Oh, right. Yeah. I need to redo my vision board.
1: <laughs> Shit. Sorry um,
0: about
1: that. <laughs> fuck you. Um, a little bit more work for you there, Kim. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think... I'm not saying that, you know, individuals who are putting together a doula training um, is a bad thing, but I think... I almost think, you know, if you've done this for a year and you think you can suddenly be a trainer, I think you're missing a lot. I think... Even me, who's been doing this for like 15 years, I still needed, in order to train, I still needed the structure of another organization to train within, to feel confident that I was giving the best information. And yeah, I took that training and I added to it what I thought was needed in this particular area um, that was important for us, but I still had the foundation of a larger organization to fall back on and that meant that my trainees also had a larger organization to fall back on absolutely should they had a reputation exactly should something have happened um or they didn't get what they needed they could they could go back to the or- that bigger organization if you've got someone who's just done a a training with you know joanne in her basement of her house and she's been a doula for a year. If something happens, that doula who took that training has no, nowhere to go if something happens. And I don't know what that something happened would be. But I think you need to sort of look at, I'm not saying the big ones are the best,
0: but. But they've become that size for a reason. There's been enough. Positive feedback. And there's been enough people who have invested their money, their time in growing it. Yes. Because they believed in it. Yes. They believed in the mission. They believed in in how people are currently running it. They They believed that it had the opportunity to innovate and to change and to grow and not stay stagnant. And they have a board and they have checks and balances and they have, you know grievance policies
1: and scopes of practice and all of this stuff.
0: And ongoing trainings often. Yes. Things that, can, instead of you having to go out and search for CEUs, I think it's awesome that um, Kappa and Dona and Dula Canada offer their own CEUs as well as an yes. option. Yes, um, And if it's not their own, they often will still just say, but in your area, there's this and this. Yes. So there's often that, not ne- no need to keep it just within their boundaries. They want you to keep your CEU C- EU's going. Yeah, exactly. Become a CEO. That's what I want you to do. (laughs)
1: Um, So let's delve a little into, because we're getting close to the end, but let's delve a little bit into um, online trainings.
0: Online trainings. Who's available for online trainings these days?
1: So CBI still does online trainings, which and I've worked with doulas that are
0: CBI trained, and oh my god, they're really good. Um, Birth Arts International also offers an in-person train, er, uh, an online training version.
1: Right. Um. Oh, Bebel Mia
0: offers online. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or they only do online? They only do online. That's yes. right. They don't do. Um. They don't do in-person ones.
0: Exactly, and that that's why they are not currently. An established member of the Ontario Doulas, right? Because or Ontario, Association of Ontario Doulas, because we require that there be in person component, yes. and a certain amount of hours of quality in-person in component. person component. Yeah, that's right. Um, and while
1: I think personally, I will co- go out and say, personally, I think what they've created is something amazing, and I think they have a really great, awesome community that they've created. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the AOD, that was that was a that was a component that we we really didn't want to let go hold on yeah like we that was something that we really felt was necessary
0: well, with doula work being about connection yeah so much can be faked online yeah and, and i'm not talking about the training being fatal i'm yeah, talking no. about people not truly being able to connect online and i think there's a certain amount of work that needs to be done with connection yeah that happens and the vulnerability that happens when you're sitting beside another person who wants to be a doula
1: yeah Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I haven't, obviously I haven't taken their training. I don't know, um, sort of really how it all works, but I think, I think they've sort of looked into it. Seriously, Kat? Um, I think they've looked into it, um, and tried to make sure that everybody is sort of looked after and helped uh and supported and, and all of that stuff. But that's unfortunately one of the things that we really didn't want to cave on was in person.
0: Pacific Rim offers online courses. I'm not sure if they do all online. No, they don't. No, they don't. In fact, it's like, I can probably pull it
1: up. Um, What, their doula training? Yeah, it's like many, Um, many hours. Like 400 hours of...
0: So for anyone in BC...
1: Yeah, like seriously. If you want to be a doula and you're in Vancouver, you're in British Columbia, I would go there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is huge.
1: Oh we, my we've accepted them because they actually said um, they've actually said that they want uh,
0: 270 hours total Yes yeah a maximum enrollment of 18 people so they keep it again small, small. yeah at the length is a 15 week course. yes, all in person in class yes. And what I
1: liked about them, too, is they they wanted they came to us and they wanted to have um, be part of the association as a training organization because they did have uh, Ontario doulas that were coming. Mm -hmm. And one of the requirements that we have is that you have three births um, for the certification part is that there's three births that you have to do. Right. Um, But they only had two So they were willing to, in order for Ontario doulas to be certified with them, they had to do three. So they were willing to adjust the requirements for doulas in Ontario who wanted to be part of the association that their certification required them to do three, which I thought was very good and flexible of them to agree to that. I agree. So I think, I mean, online training, I think the other part of online, because I know that there's... I think online is a good option, especially if you can't get to a training. Yes. Right? Um, especially if you're in a smaller community or things like that where there isn't a training coming. <laughs> there isn't anybody coming to your area. You know, you're in like northern Saskatchewan. Yeah. Who's training for you in that in that province? It ain't me anymore. Nope. Um, you know, so what do you do? You can travel to another, to a larger
0: city to take a training. That's, again, that's A lot of people be... did that when I did my, my first donut training. Yes. Like, boatload, nobody was from Toronto. No. Everyone was from, like, Ottawa, from North Bay, from yeah. all over Hell's Half Acre. Because that's what you had to do back then. That if city. you wanted to
1: be a doula, you took the tiny, the trainings that were happening here and there. That's right. Um, but online gives you that option mm-hmm. of, of being able to take a training. And become a doula without actually having to, you know, travel to another city or another province or another state. Um, not everybody's good at online learning.
0: No, they are not.
1: Oh I am goodness. I am the shittiest at it, to be quite honest. Yeah. I took a business training and I and there's like ten modules or something like that. <laughs> I think I got through the first three. I still haven't finished it yet. That was two years ago. So you pay for that shit? I paid for that shit. I still have it. I can. I go to it. I can go to it. Yeah. Maybe I need to put that on my vision boards to finish that. Um, But But there's a
0: reason you haven't done it. Yeah. You know, it's it's not how you learn.
1: No, it's not how I learn. I need to be, and many are like this. I need to be. In the space. In that space. And I need to be talking to these people. And I need to be able to put my hand up and ask questions if I don't understand. Just reading a book and watching something online. I'm on my phone. I'm like, there, people are talking. I'm not paying attention. Jack is click
0: clacking and snoring. And... Yeah,
1: yeah. Cats walking in front of me on the table. Like, yeah. I mean, the with the business one, what I did do is I actually plugged it into my TV so I could watch it on the couch and take notes and stuff and then yeah I got through like two three modules and then that was the end of that. Kids came home from school, I had to do stuff and it never <laughs> got opened again. But if you are someone who can learn online, if you are someone who can um actually cut out that time in your day to actually say, yeah, I'm going to school now and plug in your computer and this is what you're going to do.
0: Maybe that's an evolution of, of people, too. We're back where... I'm old. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. And the current people can't... Well, actually, no, my, my 17-year-old signed up for an online course for summer and got onto that module right away and everything. But it yeah, she struggled with the non... There, there was no connection. Even though yes. it was a live class Yes, and the modules were all laid out there to be printed out and all of those things, she was just not getting it like it it felt like they were miles and miles away and they were so we did that we did that one thing
1: that facebook live sort of thing i can't remember what her name was shanna oh shanna recker so but i'm like i want to ask a question but like of course all the questions are coming up on the side and that she's not being able to get to them and whatnot because they're coming up too fast and things like that that's because there's 60 people on. yeah and you're like i can't Ask my question because it's not going to get answered. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the other side of the coin as far as um, for me is I want to be able to put up my hand and say, excuse me, I don't understand what you just
0: said here about X, Y, Z. Right. So that's where you would have to take her master class where there's only four people doing that work.
1: Right? Oh, that's right. Now so it makes sense. She
0: does, the, she does the free ones where she does really a lot of the same information and stuff, yeah. but you're within a large group. Yeah. If you want to do the master class, that's more like a uh, a joint conversation that's constantly happening right. about these things, a round table. Right. About all these same things and how they apply specifically to you. Then you got to kind of do the paid level one. Right. Which is school. Yes. Right? But... Uh, yeah, definitely a different way of doing things. Yeah. I just don't think I can ever. I mean, I think I can teach online.
1: I don't think I can learn online. Really? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not good at, I'm not good at that stuff. i my head is in 15 different places at once. <laughs> all
0: the tabs are open. Yeah. Uh, every pages. goddamn
1: tab available is open in my brain and they're all screaming for stuff. Um, was there another training body? Was there any other, I had this sort of in my head and the tab has been lost.
0: He <laughs> soon... accidentally closed that tab. I it closed froze. closed that tab. Yes. The page froze. My
1: brain has gone into freezing mode. So what trainings have you taken people? What trainings did you like? What trainings ha- did you not like? Let us know.
0: What's currently missing?
1: Yeah, what's currently missing? I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be a doula mentor as opposed to a trainer. I can spit out information. That's fine. Um, but the information I was giving was like everybody else's information. Like, I mean, the, that's why I kind of stopped being a trainer. Because I was competing with like 800 fucking training organizations. And I don't have... I know what I have to say is valid. And I know what I have to say is important. Um but I thought, I can't keep fighting for these individuals who want to take a training. So I said, you know, I'm done. Like, I can't be a trainer anymore. I can't spend all this energy on trying to market and fight for, you know, the odd person who wants to take a training in Toronto at the well, time. I think that's
0: part of it. When we talk about these new trainings that are out there, um, a big part of it, where this has evolved, is people don't just go to... The Kappa Canada website and look up find a, a trainer. Yeah. They if they have typed doula into their phone, it's whoever the, comes up first. The algorithms say, Oh, she's interested in a doula. So if someone near you is running a training and they've paid for AdWords yes. and they've trained to or they've done a sponsored post on Instagram yeah. that has the word doula in it. Yeah. Then without you even having to do a search, you've just typed in doula for some reason. We're looking to get a doula yeah. to your sister. Yeah. Next time you open your IG, any trainings in the area for a doula who knows her marketing, yep. it's going to pop up in your face. Yeah. And you're going to click that link. Yeah. Right? Um, so having market either marketing as part of training uh, as a doula or as a trainer or... Budgeting so that you hire somebody to do X amount of marketing for you, yeah. who already knows all this shit and yes. it's off your plate. It's like, okay, I'm gonna market. I'm gonna spend fifty bucks a month for this person to do a little a mini campaign for me. Yeah, cause I want to do a training. Yeah, because you you have to have that. Yes, that is I why I spent because- a
1: lot of money on Facebook ads and shit like that. Yeah, it was it. I wasn't getting. I wasn't making the money that I that I wanted to mm-hmm. be able. I was. I needed to make more money to make it even viable for me. That's right. So it was not going to work for me. There were some other reasons why I stopped training as well, but that was one of the main reasons. So now my goal for 2020 <laughs> is to let other people do those trainings. Cause I stopped training last year, a year before yeah. midway through the last year uh, or the year before. Um, let other people do those trainings. And I, I
0: love that the people that you trained is who took over. Yeah, exactly. Your own things. Um,
1: so I want to do now the answering of the questions. I want to be the mentor. I want, to, I want to be the person who, you know, they text in the middle of the night and say, oh, my God, you know, baby's too high. What can we do? And I'm going to say, hey, let's try peanut ball. Let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. I want to be that person now. So being a mentor and, and cause I think I'm good at saying, no, honey, you got this. You can do this. The one-to-one. Yeah. That doula, as I think Suzanne calls her sort of mentoring, you know, doula to doula, you know, we mothering the mother, you're dueling the doula. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that's sort of my goal for one of my goals for 2020 is to get that sort of moving forward and frame it up. Well, it's framed up. Nobody wants it, though. That's the
0: problem. Nobody wants to pay for it. So... <laughs> well, it's in the marketing then again, right? Yeah. Because the information is there, but yeah. it has to flip the switch of somebody says, oh, that's why that's valuable. Yeah. Because it's packaged up and it makes sense to that person, right? Yeah. That's what marketing is. Yeah. Is it making sense to purchase from somebody else? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's... And I mean, I think the other thing, too, is that with online stuff and whatnot now... I don't have, you don't have to be with zoom meetings and texting and all this other stuff. You don't have to be sitting in the room with that person. Mm -hmm. So if they're not within the GTA, that's totally possible too. I know I love Suzanne does, um, monthly meetings with doulas, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's structured and it's not just doulas sitting around chatting like post, like pragmatic doulas. We're good at that though. (laughs) Um, you know, she has topics and things like that, that they, that they will go through and, and, and whatnot. And I think that's really good. I did want to mention, that was what I wanted to talk about. I did want to mention there's certainly trainings that are now more geared to, um, Individual communities. Uh-huh. So, is it the Black National Doula Association? I can't remember. I follow them on Face on Instagram. Um, they have. They're an organization. Do do a
0: certification, or are they?
1: In- yeah, they do a training. It's okay. a really intensive one, actually. They do a training. I think they're in Atlanta. I'm not sure. Um, but I love that they have, you know, a training that is geared specifically to their community. Uh, their community which, again, if we talk about, you know, the maternal uh, statistics in the United States, especially and how awfully treated that community is in their hospitals, having doulas that rep that represent and look like them and 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 live their life experiences I think is really incredible National um,
0: Black Doulas
1: Association Yes
0: so I think they do trainings They do they do trainings they have membership they have a full directory practitioner yeah. directory as yes. well and they have master class sittings Yes so
1: they do online Beautiful. as well stuff as well and I think I think that's incredible and I think we need something like that in Canada mm-hmm. I, in Toronto specifically I think we need um a training like that in Canada. I don't think they come to Canada. I mean, no, I'm sure I'm they would. I don't there. think anybody has asked them to. Well, maybe they have. I don't know. I'm white. What do I know? Um, yeah, yeah.
0: It might not have popped up on your feet. It wouldn't have popped up on my feet.
1: You're not there. <laughs> I'm not their demographic. Um, but I think something like that needs to happen in, you know, because we do have. Um, I think we certainly have. Associations and trainings for those in the LGBT2Q plus. I just fucked that up. I'm sorry. Um, especially with Bebomia, because I think they have a, a focus towards that or that community. Yep. That community. Um, but I think we do need to look at women of color, people of color, um, indigenous issues in, too. Yes. So I mean, they even have indigenous family or. Indigenous birth workers even have their own. They have their own association. Yes, they do. They also have their own midwifery stream. Yes, they do. Which I think is incredible. It's, so,
0: oh my gosh, it's so needed. They need more funding. Yes. So just throwing that out there, if anyone is wondering where to put their funding dollars. Yes. You please. have a brand new year. Where are you going to put your money? Right. What, what matters to you?
1: Yeah. So, I think we need because if you look at, you know, the demographics of who doula's are. It's a lot of white chicks. It's a lot of white bread. (laughs) So it's very wonder bread. So I think that has to, I've always felt that this is something that absolutely desperately needs to change. Um, And in my trainings, I had given, in order to make it more accessible to uh, people of color, I gave discounts and scholarships and whatnot to those who wanted to do a training, but couldn't necessarily
0: afford it. Um, Speaking of those people who wanted to reach it for support and could not afford it and getting paid properly then afterwards, um, I I had a huge issue with all of these articles coming out saying that doulas are being used to save the lives of black women. Um, No, they're not being used to save the lives of black women. They are, they started these programs that pay doulas to attend, and they're saying save the lives of black women. Yeah, because of what they face in labor. Yes. But you're paying these other women, these doulas, to come in and support them. Great. by Thereby reducing, and it does, reduces neonatal mortality and um, re- reduces um, cesarean rates and all of this fun stuff. But you're paying them $235. Yeah. That is... Oh my god! That's barely gonna cover parking her, her, and childcare for parking, them. Her parking, her her childcare, her, and it's not, and that's two two hundred and thirty five dollars for the prenatal, for arriving at her birth, yep. for following up with her. You you are hurting other birth workers by paying them shite. Yes. Taking from them, taking their time and saying, your time is only worth this much, but please save the life of this fucking woman. So you're saying this is how much you're willing to pay to save the life of a black woman. Yeah, that's. Or a black person who is in labor. It's disgusting. That's bullshit. And I'm calling it. Don't fucking advertise your bullshit. Fuck. we'll We'll pay you to attend someone's birth. God damn it! Pay them. Pay what they them are well. Worth. Pay them a living fucking wage, so that they can attend, so they can be fully functional. So they yes, absolutely. Sorry, that's just my little offside rant. You want to save people's lives? Pay people properly, yeah. so they can actually be. Yep. They're not going to burn out.
1: Yes. Because that's what happens when you get when you get doulas that are being paid by, say, a government program or something like that, but they're being paid shit. That's ridiculous. It is. You're, that is less than... God, that's, that's literally... That's literally 14 years ago when I started charging. 14 years ago when I started charging, I didn't start that low. Right. So I think I started at 400. Yeah. And I did like... I did a handful of free ones. But I started at 400 and moved up very steadily from there. You can't do that. No. You can't... You can't why and why is the onus on them right why is the onus on these you know women of color people of color those under supporting poverty. supporting those of their same culture why is it their responsibility no it's not their responsibility yes they can help yes they are part of the solution but you need to make this a viable solution.
0: It needs to be sustainable, and right now yes, it's not sustainable. It's, it's, it's throwing not. crumbs at it. It's throwing crumbs at it. It's it's pandering. It's bullshit. Yeah. Whether whether your doula is a black doula, whether your doula is white or anything, throwing money that looks like breadcrumbs yes. at other people. Yeah. Look, Instead at, look of at all the really great things that we're doing over here and let, let's
1: look at this you know, clickbait headline of how awesome this incredible program is. Okay, but let's dig down deep into it. What's uh, actually causing
0: the, the mortality rate? What is actually causing the mortality rate? Put your fucking money at getting the mortality rate lower. Yeah, I think... Start treating people with some fucking respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh that's my why God. I stopped working with teens. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very hard. I ageism?
1: I could not handle how badly teens were treated who were going into this with support, with family, with all their research, and did everything that they needed to do. They were they were right in there. And they were still treated like they were idiots. Yeah. And I
0: paternalistic. Uh, and I yes. I saw it as much from our nursing staff as I saw from the doctors.
1: And you know what? When uh, The last birth that I went to, uh, the OB was my actual gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing him treat her the way he treated her, he didn't recognize me. I mean, my vagina wasn't out, so how, how would he <laughs> recognize me? Um, but I hadn't seen him in a number of years, but I knew who he was. And he treated her like such garbage. I'm like... I'm never, just to be clear, I'm never <laughs> coming to you as a patient again because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Now, people will say, but not working with teens now, you've left them open and things like that. I had to stop doing it.
0: Or you wouldn't be able to do the work at all. I wouldn't have been able
1: to do the work at all. Like, it, it beat me down so badly that I wasn't able to... I wasn't able to enjoy the work anymore. And I had only been, I think, a doula about a year at that point. So if I was going to keep moving forward, I had to cut that out of my life and let somebody else manage it. Because there are people that will manage it. But it couldn't be me. So I had to. And and I've talked about that in my trainings as well, that, you know, you need to decide who you're going to work with. What can you handle? What can you do?
0: I loved that. That was one of my favorite parts of my training, is you are being exclaimed one of the very first things that came out was you are not the doula for every person exactly um and every person is not the client for you exactly you need to determine what your comfort level is some people are only home birth some people are only hospital birth some people are only particular hospital birth Yep. some people only work within their own particular culture some people only work within whatever your boundaries are yep Determine what they are and work within them so that you can continue to do this work. But also recognize, too, that those boundaries can change. They can. They evolve, right? right? We, it, we grow absolutely. as people. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, <laughs> right now I'm totally avoiding one particular hospital completely for at least a year. Yeah. Because I can't handle it anymore. And I did that years ago. With St. Mike's. That's right. <laughs> which is now where I work and where I do most of my births. But I had so many situations that happened at one small period of time. It was like, nope, can't do it. Got to avoid that completely. And I spent my time in other hospitals. But now I'm back there, obviously, been there for a number of years. And I things have changed and things evolve. So you as a doula have to be flexible.
0: Yes. All right. All right. I don't know. Dealing where. with So, there's a part of a component that is not necessarily covered in current standard in person doula trainings the racialization of birth. Yeah. And how to and support families when you're seeing blatant racism in front of your face. Because, boy, have I seen it in the past two years? Yeah. It is disgusting. And we need it to. It's fucking make, disgusting.
1: We need to work hard at making the doula community a bigger rainbow of people a bigger diversity of individuals to help and support their communities. It, it can't continue the way it is.
0: No, I, watching my the families I work with and what they deal with, it, it put me over the edge a couple of times. Like, I just felt yeah. sick for a couple of days after watching, again, these grown-ass people making decisions about their health. And the fa- fact is, is, they were there for all of the medical interventions. Like, my particular client wanted it all. Yeah. But she was and her partner were talked to in such a derogatory manner, like they were small children who couldn't possibly make a good decision. They made her sit in the waiting room for 12 hours because she wouldn't consent to a cesarean without a trial of labor. 12 (sighs) hours until the next doctor came on that's fucking ridiculous because yeah, well your water broke so we, we should just and we're not comfortable inducing you so we're gonna go straight for a cesarean um that's not your choice to make that is not certainly not the research you can give me the information but this is the decision I'm making that's right and she said just let's have a listen to the baby <coughs> the client too. let's have a listen to the baby I just want to you guys are the ones who told me because my water broke I should come in and we should have a listen to the baby but you are refusing to no. listen to my baby yeah so we can't make any decisions yet. They no. made them sit in that waiting room for 12 hours at nine months pregnant with her waters broken. I hate the prejudgment that comes in. And again, I'm I'm saying this from a
1: position of privilege. Yeah. I, and, and I am openly aware of this. But it hurts my heart when I see doctors and nurses walk in and there is a sudden prejudgment happening as soon as they're walk through the door and they lay eyes on the client yeah come on give me a break how how in toronto
0: ontario <laughs> there
1: are like isn't there like three million fucking people in this city there's a lot of fucking people how is this still a thing what the fuck that's what i'm gonna call this what the fuck? No, I'm not going to do that. Do the trainings and a little what the fuck on the side. <laughs> oh, fuck me. This is ridiculous. Anyways, um, so yeah. So for the training, if there's any trainers that listen to this, do something.
0: I'm interested to hear what you've what has a, what has your training has evolved into now. Yeah. Like, what what did you start with and what did you find you really needed to add to it? Yeah. Besides business. And has it being received. Besides I'm the ins- business shit. Besides business. I mean, marketing, yes. But um, but I don't think, like, I'll be honest, I don't think really marketing, I think that needs to be something separate. Yes. It,
1: is, it should be a it, component. It, it can be a small, tiny component to get you started, but to give you the resources to find other marketing avenues. Yes, um, that's important. So that you can actually learn to market yourself. I think that in itself, I don't think the business side of things really should be a major, I know I'm going to get emails about this, but shouldn't be a major component
0: of the initial birth uh, of the initial doula birth postpartum birth. doula yeah, training
1: exactly but what yeah what what has happened send us we want to hear from you we want to hear from you guys <laughs> we like you we like you when i when i open up my email in the morning i want to hey what's going on we need stories we need Your comments. We want to talk about you. We want to name you. We want to call you out on this. We want you to call us out. Have we said anything completely ridiculous? Probably. Um, But we totally are open. I know when when they started the first season, (laughs) And I said, please don't email us negative things. I have bored of my heart. (laughs) No, I'm a a well-seasoned podcaster now. I am fully open to getting crap. You send us what you want. I'll cry. It's fine. But if we've fucked up, if we've said something wrong, if we've done something, please, we want your feedback. We want to know what's happening out there in the world. We are sitting here at my kitchen table. Chatting about it. Chatting about it. But what are you experiencing? What are you seeing? And want to know, and I, I, particularly, actually, this is a good thing. In the United, we have a a large component of listeners in the United States. Yeah. But we, I think, I'm going to go it on a limb and say I think we have some from other areas of the world. Mm-hmm. That is my big thing. I want to know what is it like in your area. What are the trainings like in your area? What are um, What are you seeing in your? If you're a trainer in another country. What do you guys talk about? What, what are your trainings like? What are the challenges right now? Yeah, what are the challenges? That's a good one because we can use that in another in another episode. What are the challenges that are being faced in your community?
0: Outside of North America. Outside of North America. We're a bit of a bubble of, here.
1: Yeah, in Toronto especially we're in a bit of a bubble. But... What's happening in your neck of the woods? In your corner of the globe, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. You can email us at thepragmaticdoulas.gmail.com. dot at gmail dot com. <laughs> Let me try that again: thepragmaticdoulas at gmail dot com. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook. Yes, you can. Yep, you can post stuff on Facebook. You can uh, Twitter. We are the, we are tweeting. Yeah, we we tweet, vaguely. You know, that. Um, you can follow Suzanne on Facebook or and Instagram and Instagram Doula Suzanne. Doula Suzanne. You can follow Stephanie at official underscore doula Steph, and you can follow the Toronto Doula's on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Actually, on Twitter, I. Am I doula kim? I think I'm doula kim on Twitter. <laughs> I have I have over a thousand Twitter followers. Did you know that? I did not know That's that. It's fucking ridiculous. I haven't
0: been on Twitter forever. Because uh, I have
1: Dula Steph on there but I it's fucking ridiculous. However, um I had them for I've had these for a while. On Twitter is where I spend most of my time calling out Bullshit. Public officials. <laughs>
0: well done. We all need a hobby. And
1: Donald Trump. So if you're if you're a Republican, you probably don't want to follow me on.
0: I don't know. A lot, Twitter. Of, a lot of Republicans don't like him either. So we'll see.
1: Anyways, all right. So that is us. We've rambled on. I think uh, Steph or Suzanne will be back next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we really do need her to
0: keep us in line. <laughs> and uh, yeah, happy. New season year. two, yes, yeah. and Happy New Year! This is our first one after the New Year.
1: I'm so excited that we're in season two.
0: I can't believe we're still doing this. Actually, yes, I can believe. It's just been more and more fun. No, uh, I I'm fucking going. can't believe what we're still doing. This. <laughs> I thought I thought we'd flake out after three episodes. Really? Yeah. Seriously. It's I, fun.
1: I know, but that's just it. Like this is this is the one part of the week that. We get to sit down and chat. Like we had, we went out for lunch last, uh, earlier this week. Butchies. Uh, yeah. To butchies. And, uh, we sat there and chatted and was like, oh my God, why aren't we recording this? <laughs> it was a really good, uh, it was a really good topic of discussion. So yeah. Um, yeah. And if anybody has any questions they want to know about mentoring or being mentored, uh, Suzanne and me are well into that. Yeah. Anyway, So Yeah. Let us I'm not. Know. I'll just curse at you. Yes. <laughs> Don't be so fucking stupid. No, she would never say that. She's a lovely individual. Um, yeah, so that's us.
0: Rate, review, subscribe. Yes, tell Come a friend. And, okay. he'll friends, and, and he'll tell two friends, friends. And they'll tell two friends. And so on and, and so on. So Nike kids. <laughs> <laughs> All the millennials are going, what
1: the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> okay, boomer. I'm a Gen X, thank you.
0: I love that when when I
1: get called, you know, okay, boomer, I'm not even 50, fuck you. Exactly. All right, I'm rambling now. Um, Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.